Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me is a special guest by the name of Rachel A. Shumway, and here is a bit about Rachel. 20 years ago, she got diagnosed with clinical depression. 15 years ago, she was told by teachers that she was unteachable. 10 years ago, she married a narcissist. They moved to China shortly after that. Eight years ago, she experienced sexual trauma. Seven years ago, she was officially diagnosed with an eating disorder. Four years ago, she left her marriage and moved back to China to rewrite her story and heal from trauma. Three years ago, she became a life coach and launched her business right as COVID took off in China. Two years ago, she surrendered to the healing process. Last year, she recovered from her eating disorder and moved back to the U.S. and now guide women on how to be more badasses in every area of their lives. Rachel is a self-proclaimed handstand queen, human design projector, empath, startup entrepreneur, and explorer. She spends her time in CrossFit classes and coaching her clients on entrepreneurship, personal finances, husbands, fitness, food, and mental health. Her philosophy, cut the bullshit, be direct, and have unapologetic amounts of fun. At the core of her message, Rachel shares how saying no when something feels off is the best policy. Emotions are a superpower. Chocolate is a healing balm, and the biggest tragedy the world could encounter is a woman apologizing for being herself. So without further ado, please welcome this fire starter, Rachel A. Shemway. <laughs> Hello, I feel like we need like the dun 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 music from Jaws to introduce me as I like walk out. Well, hello, Jem. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. My pleasure, Rachel. And before we dive into our subject that we're going to focus on, which we're going to look at how how do you build habits and systems with ADHD, I definitely want to give you a chance to connect with the audience in a fun and personal way. I like to give my guests two options to choose from. So the first option, we could do an icebreaker or we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Um, I like rapid fire. Let's do that. Okie dokie. No, we're, ooh, wait, let me think about this. Okay, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Rachel and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, what makes Rachel a badass? I can do handstand pushups and I wake up at six every single morning without an alarm. My body can't do it any other way. Question two. Was it difficult moving to China? No. Question three, coffee, tea, or neither? Coffee. Question four, dream car, dream home, or both? Home. 
Question five, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be and why? Pass. Okay. We'll come back to another question. Yeah. Question six, if you could donate to three charities of your choice, what charities are you contributing to? Pencils of Promise, something really good with water. And then I have a lot of people in nonprofits, so I would probably interview all of them, see what they're doing, see what they need, and then choose one of them. Okay. Question seven. If you could be a fly on the wall and listen into any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening to? The one where the world was created. Okay. Eight. If you could recreate one significant moment in your life, what would it be? My first muscle up. That was, that was magical. Nine. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be? Ella Fitzgerald. Okay. And we're going back to the past question. Do you want to answer it or do you want a new question? I don't remember the question. So give me a new one. <laughs> okay. So the question would be, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flying. Okay. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I would like to play. <laughs> Okie dokie. You just want an all expense paid getaway. Money is no options, but you just found out they're not flying back to your home base for quite some time. So where are you headed? How long is some time and can I take my boyfriend with me? Not sure how long some time is. And yes, we'll, we'll let him come aboard. Okay, Thailand. Okay, amazing. Thank you for playing rapid fire, Rachel. That was so fun. So let's dive into your passionate topic, which is balancing habits and creating those systems around ADHD. So I definitely want to put context for the audience because some people may not know what ADHD is. So explain that to them. And then why do you feel so strongly about this topic? Sure. So Attention deficit disorder is basically how you would describe it. And essentially in layman's terms, it's people who have ADHD brains are very easily excitable. We thrive on novelty. We thrive on newness. And it's a very difficult thing for us to focus on things that our brains find boring. For example, for me, math class. Most kids, you can tell them, listen, you need to focus. And the kids kind of like, you know, squirm a little bit, but are able to get their brains engaged. Folks with ADHD brains, if our brains don't find the thing interesting, we're like, yeah, I know it's important. I know you want me to listen, but I just can't. So that's uh, essentially the, the layman's terms. And then on the other side, we have the ability to hyper-focus on things that we do find interesting to get a lot of stuff done in a very short amount of time when we can access that part of our brain. Amazing. And I do have someone in my family that... Um, 
is dealing with that and currently, you know, going through life and not just surviving with it, but definitely thriving with it. And I think it's such an important topic because sometimes whenever someone is dealing with ADHD, they feel like the only way to deal with it and get through life is through medication when there are other natural modalities that can help with it. So I believe in using Western medicine as well as natural modalities to find an equal balance so you could get your life on track. So whenever you think about, you know, balancing and creating systems around it, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So what I would say is, you know, if you look at the systems for time management, for example, a very basic, like, this is the right way how to manage your time is like, you use Google calendars and you time block everything out and you do your to-do list and then you plan everything ahead of time and then you follow through and you execute. And yes, that works for so many people. Um, And then what I would say is take the, you know, normal mainstream modalities of how to get something done and see how you can tweak it to make it fun. So one of the things that I like to do is to ask myself, At this time, like Wednesday afternoon, for example, what do I think I'm going to feel like doing? Getting consent with yourself ahead of time so that your future self is kind of like has something to look forward to. If you have a goal, for example, of like, I don't know, recording a podcast for a new business, then you could tell, say to yourself, Hey, I want to record a podcast episode on Wednesday. Are you in? And then wait for your brain's answer. And then when Wednesday comes, it's like, all right, friend, you ready? So you kind of like talk to yourself as a partner so that you can still use those, you know, linear strategic strategies, but then also like knowing how your energy works so that you're not fighting against yourself. Yeah. So you're really creating those, those, so you're really creating those synergies and finding a good balance. So you're talking to yourself you're letting yourself get pumped up. And then whenever it comes time to action it, you're ready to do it because you've already been, you know, prompting yourself that this is coming. Exactly. You're not just telling yourself what to do because like nobody likes that, I think, (laughs) but especially folks with ADHD brains, it's like, you know what, you tell me what to do and I want to do the opposite thing. So So just out of curiosity, Rachel, do you actually have ADHD? I do. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with it in fifth grade and was on medication for it for um, probably about 10 years. Um, And then I went off of it a couple of years ago and just decided, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to, to harness this and to make it work for me. So amazing. And then being diagnosed with it at such a young age in fifth grade, how did that make you feel? Yeah. I mean, my teachers didn't know how to feel. My parents didn't know how to feel. So I took that on and also didn't know how to feel. And I think the biggest thing at the time, right, was that there was so much less understanding about how to educate and how to, you know, work with kids who have ADHD, that it was just kind of like, all right, well, you have to do what everybody else says, and we're not going to make any adaptations for it. Like, you just have to suck it up sort of thing. So um, definitely, there was a lot of, and still is a lot of unlearning of Um, kind of how I learn and allowing myself to do things in my own way. But for the longest time, I felt um, pretty ashamed that I wasn't able to latch on to things in the same way that other people did. 
And thank you for sharing that and just really addressing it because, you know, that shows your vulnerability, but it's also great to see how you were on the medication since fifth grade and then you have since gotten off of the medication and you were not just surviving, but you're thriving without being on the medication. And I wanted to highlight that because medication is not the only solution to people's problems or what they're dealing with. So I commend you for doing that. Is there anything else that you practice that helps you, you know, maintain um, dealing with ADHD while not being reliant on med- on, med- on medication? And feel free to rephrase the question. Yeah. So what I what I do is I do a lot of meditation and I do a lot of spiritual practice. I do a lot of visualization with my future self, with the spirit of my business, with you know, envisioning how I would like my ideal life to happen, connecting to the energy of my future self helps me to get excited about what I'm creating in my life. So that's the first thing. It allows me to explore in my brain what I am finding interesting so that the things that aren't serving me so much, I I can let go of them. That's the first part of the meditation is this visualization aspect and really getting into the feeling of letting myself be excited about my life before anything actually happens. It's a super fun practice to do. And then the second thing is meditation helps a lot with impulse control, with the ability to manage your emotions and be in the present moment. So I've gotten to a place where I can meditate for 30 minutes every morning. I always use a tape. I don't like to do the normal sitting guided meditation. That's not for me. But sometimes it's only for five minutes at a time and just taking that space, right, to like be in my body, be with my breath and set my intention for how I want my day to go helps me to feel like I'm not being pulled by the string of my pants by this part of my brain that is always looking for shiny objects. I'm kind of like telling it basically ahead of time, like, hey, this is where the treasures are today so that it like is kind of working for me instead of getting distracted by whatever is thrown at me at any given time. I like that. So I heard focus, determination, meditation, holistic practices, which is mind, body, and soul, Mm -hmm. because you're connecting with yourself. Also breathing, how are you breathing? And then one important part is intentionality, really being intentional on what you're doing and how that is going to create a space for you. And with you being a badass woman, having um, your academy and et cetera, how do you set up boundaries and communicate that with the people that are in your circle? Because Sometimes that can also counteract with someone dealing with ADHD when they don't know how to set and enforce boundaries and have that open dialogue. Sure. Yeah. So this is a really good question, you know, be it someone with ADHD or just, you know, humans in general. The main reason why we don't set a boundary is because we are afraid of what is going to like how we're going to feel on the other side. So for example, a friend keeps calling you at 9 p.m. every night asking for help, right? The the thing that most of us would want to say is like, hey, I need you to stop calling me. But we don't do that because we're afraid it'll ruin the friendship or that they'll be disappointed or that there will be pushback. But I like to phrase it in this really simple way, thinking of first, what is the thing that they're doing that's bothering me? Where is the annoyance or resentment or anger coming in? That's always a sign. What is the behavior? So in this case, it would be friend calling me at 9 p.m. The second part is, 
what am I going to do if they continue this behavior? Not what am I going to tell them to do? Like, and not I'm going to become all angry and stuff if you keep calling me. No, I'm not going to expend my emotional currency if you keep doing what you're going to do. No, it's what can I do to control the situation? So letting them know, hi, this behavior, you calling me at 9 p.m. every day is bothering me. If you continue to do that, slash, I just want to let you know right now, I'm not going to keep picking up, okay? My phone is on silent. I'm not going to pick up anymore. And then knowing that, okay, they might say something, they might push back. And it's kind of understandable, right? Things are changing. Me setting a boundary is kind of making it inconvenient for the other person in some way. But just being okay with that and being like, you know what? Even if they do say something mean to me, like, hey, we're not friends anymore. And it's like, I know how to be with myself. I know how to handle the feelings that are going to come up. And I'm, I'm going to be here for me because if I don't do that, I'm going to keep feeling annoyed. So I would rather feel like, you know, rejected because my friend doesn't want to be my friend anymore because she won't like, I won't let her call me after nine. I would rather feel that than feel annoyed and disappointed in myself because I didn't say anything. So the three parts to summarize, what's the behavior? What are you going to do to protect your energy? And what are you going to do to have your own back in the case that something happens? I love that because in those three behaviors, there are also contingencies, but within that contingency versus exhausting your emotions, you're taking control of the situation by interjecting, okay, this is what I'm going to do if this doesn't stop without getting nasty or just angry with that, with that individual, yeah. because you can't control what somebody else's do does, but you can control how you handle the situation and you could rein that in. Absolutely. And that's, that is the simplest way to do that because then we don't have to spend our time and our lives trying to control other people. We can just focus on what we can control and, and know that we can have our own backs. If we do end up feeling bad afterwards, like it's okay. I got you. Absolutely. And another thing that I've seen with people who have ADHD is they have like a wild side when it comes to creativity. And sometimes that creativity can take over and consume and it could be out of balance because they are so passionate about something that they want to focus all their time on it when they have other priorities. So how do you harness your creativity while balancing the ADHD? Because we talked about time blocking, using your calendar as a tool and your calendar can be your accountability partner, but then how do you also be a steward of your day while being intentional? Because yes, you wanna tap into your creativity, you wanna release it, but then you also wanna make sure you're balancing it too. So you're not spending too much in one area and negating on another. Yeah, and what I'll say about that is that is, it's like such a personal thing. What everybody's balance looks like is different. Like I just make it a process, essentially to build my life around my ability to be creative. That's the kind of life that I want to live because it is my superpower. And that being said, my priorities of, you know, journaling and exercising and eating and sleeping in family, it's like, I talk to myself and I do the work in a sense that I'm talking to my brain to help illustrate the value of keeping those priorities in place. So for example, 
Hey, Rach, I know that what you would love to do is just create online courses all day, but the reality is the best way to do that. The best way to unlock that creativity is to be well-exercised. What might it be like to exercise while thinking about your online course, plant a seed at the beginning and see like, okay, hi, I'm going to find a really cool analogy for this online course and my workout. Again, kind of talking to yourself so that you are really parenting your brain and hey, this is what's important here. I know that you are a vital ally, creativity, ADHD brain. I need your help. This is what you're doing. How can you assist me instead of I have to make my other priorities the first thing first. Otherwise, I'm just going to be all out of balance. It's like, no, like let's work together. Let's partner with ourselves and our nervous systems. Yes. And whenever you were talking about it, um, the picture that popped into my head was a apple seed, taking that apple seed and planting it. And when you plant that apple seed in order for it to really take root, you have to nurture it and Mm -hmm. you have to have patience. So you have to water it, you have to fertilize it and et cetera. And as you begin taking care of it, the apple seed starts to sprout and that apple seed begins to grow. But then within that, you're learning patience, you're setting up boundaries, you're having balancing, and then you still have control because there are certain things that you need to do in order for the results to happen. Exactly. So uh, Rachel, man, 30 minutes has really blown by. So as we begin to wind down, is there anything else you would like to say about the work that you're doing with ADHD or some of the clients that you work with that also struggle with ADHD? Yeah. So what I'll just say in a nutshell is like, if you have ADHD and you're like a business owner and you want to learn how to manage your time and build a business that is one of a kind and that enhances and builds on your unique skill set, it's possible. Your like gift of ADHD is the medicine that the world needs. You're an example of how to do things differently in a way that is fun and unique. And, you know, one of the things that I do is I help my clients to figure out what those superpowers are and use them in a way that feels really natural and fun so that their business feels like something that they can come home to, not like a task that they have to build. Um, So if that is you and you want to learn more about me, you can find me at thebadassacademy.com. And please remember, always, 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 your ADHD can be a superpower. Love it. And outside of that, what is your call to action for this segment that you want the audience to gravitate to, whether it's a challenge, whether it's something to help them shift their paradigm and thinking when it comes to ADHD, or if you want them to just get up off their butt and bust a move? Oh my gosh. Always get off, off get up off your butt and bust a move. Always have a dance party. <laughs> and I just created a 10 magic bullet checklist for how to become a time machine. So if you're interested in learning how to time magicify your time with ADHD, then you can check that out. Um, It's a free checklist and just has 10 little tips that you can start implementing today to make your time a little bit more fun and easy. Amazing. And they can find that on the badassacademy.com, right? Yep. The badassacademy.com slash time magic. One word, time magic. Amazing. And Rachel, are you on any social media platforms? 
I'm not on social media, but you can access my email list via that freebie. I email my, my list all the time. Amazing. And Rachel, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your passion and, you know, a little bit more about your background. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. All of your contact information will be listed in the show notes. Audience, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can see the video to this by going over to our YouTube channel and typing in at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp to see all things video content. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the mission and movement of the podcast, which is to bring on subject matter experts to share topics that are educational, inspirational, and motivational, while of course we weave in diversity equity, inclusion, and belonging. And because of your continuous support, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So thank you so much. And for those of you interested in being a sponsor, you can find more info by going to genesisamarskemp.net or sending me an email which is genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E M P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, Your services could be here on GEMS Podcast.